0: today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: God does not find pleasure in judging them. His desire is that everyone would come to repentance and salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That's his desire. That's why he sent his son into the world to die on the cross for us, to make a way for us to be saved. He doesn't want anyone to perish in their sin. At the same time, he gives us free will. He doesn't force us to choose Him. He doesn't force us to receive His Son, Jesus.
0: When reading through the Old Testament, it's easy to misunderstand the character of God, especially when you read of His judgment. Today, Pastor Dan warns us to be careful to not misunderstand the heart of God. His heart is love, and His greatest desire is that His children would receive the gift of salvation He freely offers. But as a child of God, You have the freedom to do what you want. He can't make you live in His will. But when you choose to go another way, it grieves His heart. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 47, for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Destroy Moab and to destroy. They invaded the land and plundered the land. Now, watch what it says in verse 11. Now, Moab has been at ease from his youth, he has settled on his dregs and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him and his scent has not changed. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I shall send him wine workers who will tip him over and empty his vessels and break the bottles. Moab's problem, listen to what he's saying here. Moab's problem was that they were at ease. <laughs> and life was easy. For them. In their ease, they had grown complacent. They had grown self confident. And I I love the description that the Lord uses here. He says, They've settled on their dregs. The dregs have been allowed to settle in the bottom of the bottle. The dregs are the sediment when wine is made, and there's sediment. In the wine. And that sediment, the dregs, they need to be removed from the wine. If the dregs remain, the wine will be spoiled. That's what he's talking about here. And when he goes on to say the taste remained in him and the scent has not changed. If the dregs remain, the wine is spoiled. And so it's essential to remove the dregs. From the wine. And how did they do that? Well, just as it says here in verse 11, you, you, they would empty the wine from one vessel to another after the dregs had settled to the bottom. They would carefully pour the wine off to separate the wine from the dregs. And the dregs from the wine. What is the Lord saying here? He, he's saying that Moab's ease is ruining them. It's spoiling them. Because their life has been so easy and trouble-free that it's actually ruining them as a nation. And he's saying that you know, think, things need to be stirred up a little bit with them. They need to be poured out. They need to have the dregs removed. They, they need to go through this process. To remove the dregs. So that's what he's going to do. He's going to send Babylon. To get the dregs out of the nation. I read that and I think about myself. And I think about probably most people. I like it easy. <laughs> I like it trouble free. I like, I like having long stretches in my life. Uh, where there's no trouble at all. I like that. And probably like you, like me, like most people, I work and do things in my life to try to keep it easy, as much as possible. And like most people in our culture, right, they want to work until they can save enough money and have to work anymore. And they can, they can do what? They can take it easy and collect seashells. And play golf every day. Right? And that's the goal. To get to the point where I can just collect seashells. That's not what the Lord wants for us. That's not what he wants for us. Because if our life is too easy, the dregs will settle. And the wine will spoil. Having too much ease, and don't get me wrong, I'm not asking for trouble. I'm not inviting it. But having too much ease in our lives can, can spoil us spiritually. We can grow complacent. We can grow self-confident. We can grow, you know, just trusting in our routine that we've created that is working so well. And, and sometimes the Lord will do just what He does with Moab, and He, he sends some wine workers in <laughs> to our life. They start pouring us out. And it's uncomfortable, and, it's, and we don't like it. But what he's doing, he's trying to get the dregs out. He's trying to purify us for our own good. We don't want to let the dregs settle. It goes on in verse 13 to say, Moab shall be ashamed of Chemosh, their God, as the house of Israel was ashamed of Bethel, their confidence, they'll be ashamed of their God because their God will not save them. He will fail them. Just as the children of Israel were ashamed at Bethel. If you remember, Bethel was one of the two places in the northern kingdom of Israel where the the northern kingdom set up a a place of worship where they worshipped a golden calf. The other place was Dan in the northern part of Israel. They set up calf worship for the people to worship there. And it became a center of idolatry. And that idolatry is what led to their destruction. And so they became ashamed of Bethel. And Moab will suffer the same fate for their idolatry. God is the same. He doesn't change. He's not going to have a different set of rules for Moab and just turn a blind eye to their idolatry. How can you say we are mighty and strong men for the war? Moab was confident in their own strength. But her strength will not save her. Moab is plundered and gone up from her cities. Her chosen young men have gone down to the slaughter, says the king, whose name is Yahweh of hosts, or Yahweh of armies. Her chosen men are slaughtered. You know, the youth of the nation, the youth are the future of any nation, Moab's young men were slaughtered. In battle. Verse 16. The calamity of Moab is near at hand. And his affliction comes quickly. Bemoan him. All you who are around him. And all you who know his name. Say how the strong staff is broken. The beautiful rod. O daughter inhabiting Debon. Come down from your glory. And sit in thirst. For the plunderer of Moab. Has come against you. He has destroyed your strongholds. O inhabitant of Aor, stand by the way and watch. Ask him who flees and her who escapes. Say, what has happened? Moab is shamed, for he is broken down. Wail and cry. Tell it in Arnon that Moab is plundered. And judgment has come on the plain country. On Holon and Yaza and Mephaith, On Deban and Nebo and Beth that place, and <laughs> Kir and Beth Gamul, and Beth Mion. <laughs> you know, what's funny is when you go, like if you travel over there, and you have, a, you have a tour guide, like when you go to Jordan, for example, and he'll pronounce these names, and it's totally different from what you would think it would be, you know, and you, he says it, and you're like, wait, what would you just say? Oh, that's how you pronounce it? Okay. Verse 24 on Kerioth and Basra and all the cities of the land of Moab fear far and near. The horn of Moab is cut off and his arm is broken, says the Lord. Now, now all these cities in Moab. Jeremiah listed these cities from north to south. It's as if he's he's starting at the top of the kingdom of Moab and he's going through the cities from north to south, describing each of the cities, 11 cities in all that he names here, both far and near, all of them will be destroyed. Not one will be spared. Again in verse 25, the horn of Moab is cut off. The horn uh, was a symbol of strength. The horn of an animal was a symbol of strength. Moab's strength will be cut off. Her arm will be broken. She'll be made lame. Now look at verse 26. Make him drunk. Because he exalted himself against the Lord, Moab shall wallow in his vomit, and he shall also be in derision. Here the Lord says of Moab, make him drunk. Now why does he say that? Make him drunk. Proverbs 31 verse 6 says, give strong drink to him who is perishing. To the person who is about to die, give them strong drink to numb the pain. To numb what's about to come. And here the Lord says, Get him drunk because of what's about to come down. Make him drunk. And because Moab exalted himself against the Lord, he will wallow in his own vomit. Just, uh, his, his destruction will be humiliating. You know, Just as a drunk person passed out, covered in their own vomit. It's humiliating. This nation that saw themselves as so great and powerful, when really they've had this life of ease, And when their destruction comes, it's going to be a humiliating destruction for them. They're they're not going to go down in a blaze of glory.
0: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
1: We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel, And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What
0: a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
1: They're going to go down in humiliation. Verse 27. For was not Israel a derision to you? Was he found among thieves? For whenever you speak of him, you you shake your head and scorn. You who dwell in Moab, leave the cities and dwell in the rock. And be like the dove which makes her nest in the sides of the cave's mouth. Again, flee to the mountains, hide in the caves, get out of the cities, run for your lives. Verse 29, we have heard the pride of Moab. He is exceedingly proud of his loftiness and his arrogance and pride and of his haughtiness and of the haughtiness of his heart. Moab's great sin was pride. Pride, their self-confidence, their pride. This was Satan's sin as well, right? He wanted to exalt himself. He wanted to be like the Most High. He wanted to be like God. Ezekiel tells us that pride was the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Their sin wasn't really homosexuality. Their sin was pride which manifested itself in homosexuality proverbs 18:12 says before destruction the heart of man is haughty moab was haughty of heart they were arrogant they were prideful against god against his authority jesus said whoever exalts himself will be humbled That's what happened to Moab. Verse 30 says, I I know his wrath, says the Lord, but it is not right. His lies have made nothing right. Speaking of Moab, Moab was prideful, they were arrogant, they were haughty, and they acted in wrath toward other nations, in particular, Israel. Have you ever noticed that a prideful person, arrogant person, haughty person is often wrathful towards other people? That they see themselves as better than others and they talk down to other people? And they get angry with other people that they see as inferior in some way? And a prideful person believes that everyone needs to know what they think. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, whether they want that opinion or ask for that opinion or not. Quite often a prideful person manifests their pride through wrath, anger. They get angry. A humble person's understanding. You know, they understand your shortcomings, they understand your failures, because they have shortcomings and failures as well, and they respond with humility and contriteness, but a prideful person will respond with anger and disdain. And look what God says here in verse 30. God says, that's not right. It's not right for them to be prideful and angry. Therefore, look at what God says here. I will wail for Moab. I will cry out for all Moab. I will mourn for the men of Ker-hiris. God says here, I'll, I'll mourn for them. I'll cry for them. As he is judging them. It reminds me of Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, right? And saying, you know, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I wanted to gather you under my wings like a mother hen gathers her chicks, but you wouldn't let me. He was broken hearted. Verse 32 O vine of Sibma, I will weep for you with the weeping of Jazer. Your plants have gone over the sea, they reach to the sea of Jazer. The plunder has fallen on your summer fruit and your vintage. Joy and gladness are taken from the plentiful field and from the land of Moab. I have caused wine to fail from the winepress. No one will tread. With joyous shouting. No joyous shouting. This is the Lord's heart breaking over Moab. From the cry of Heshbon to all these cities. They have uttered their voice. Like a three-year-old heifer for the waters of Nimrim also shall be desolate. Moreover, says the Lord, I will cause to cease and Moab, the one who offers sacrifices in the high places and burns incense to their gods. Therefore, my heart shall wail like flutes for Moab. And like flutes, my heart shall wail for the men. Therefore, the riches they have acquired have perished. You just see God's heart here. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Yes, they deserve God's judgment, but God does not find pleasure in judging them. His desire is that everyone would come to repentance and salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That's his desire. That's why he sent his son into the world to die on the cross for us. To make a way for us to be saved. He doesn't want anyone to perish in their sins. At the same time, he gives us free will. He doesn't force us to choose him. He doesn't force us to receive his son, Jesus Christ. He doesn't force us to receive The salvation that he offers. But he offers it to us as a free gift. And his hope, his heart, is that every person would receive the salvation that's offered through Jesus Christ. He wants everyone to choose him. He doesn't send anybody to hell against their will. He says, whosoever will may come. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. He's done everything he can to extend salvation. To the world. He doesn't send anybody. His desire would be that all would be saved. He mourns for those who reject him. He mourned for Moab because he knew they rejected him. Verse 37. For every head shall be bald and every beard clipped. Again, that this was a way that they mourned. On all the hands shall be cut. They would cut their hands. On the loins, sackcloth. They would wear sackcloth. A general lamentation on all the housetops of Moab. They had flat roofs. They would go up on their rooftops, especially during the heat of the day. Uh, And on all the housetops of Moab and the streets. For I have broken Moab like a vessel in which is no pleasure, says the Lord. They shall wail. How she is broken down. How Moab has turned her back with shame. So Moab shall be in derision and a dismay to all those about her, all those who see her. For thus says the Lord Behold, one shall fly like an eagle and spread his wings over Moab, carry off as taken, and the strongholds are surprised. They, they never expected that they could be defeated, they're surprised. The mighty men's hearts in Moab on that day shall be like the heart of a woman in birth pains. And Moab shall be destroyed as a people. Why? Because he exalted himself against the Lord. That's why. Fear and the pit and the snare shall be upon you, O inhabitant of Moab, says the Lord. He who flees from the fear shall fall into the pit. And he who gets out of the pit shall be caught in the snare. For upon Moab, upon it I will bring the year of their punishment, says the Lord. There'll be no escaping the judgment. There's no way out of it. Those who fled stood under the shadow of Heshbon because of exhaustion. But a fire shall come out of Heshbon, a flame from the midst of Sihon, and shall devour the brow of Moab, the crown of the head of the sons of tumult. Woe to you, O Moab, the people of Chemosh perish. For your sons have been taken captive and your daughters captive. Now look at verse 47. Yet, I will bring back the captives of Moab in the latter days, says the Lord. In the last days. So yes, the Lord is judging them, but that doesn't mean the Lord's finished with them. He will bring them back in the latter days. God will show them mercy and God will bring them back in the last days He asked me how I, know, I say than the finest crystal
0: That's all we have time for today on Ring of Truth. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Dan, we invite you to visit our website calvaryec.com. There you'll have access to our library of previous messages available to listen to online or download to take with you on the go. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Each time we post a new teaching, you'll get a notification and be able to listen right away. We're so blessed to be able to provide you with insightful messages taken straight from the pages of God's Word. We pray you've been encouraged today by what you've heard. We'd like to take a moment to ask you to partner with us as we continue to build this ministry. God is using programs like Ring of Truth to share the message of the gospel through a virtual mission field. Now, more than ever, people are being reached through radio and online teachings. We're so glad we could be a part of it, and we're eager to see where God will take us next. Would you join us in seeking God's will for this ministry? We'd also ask that you keep our listeners in your prayers, that they'll be open to how God is speaking to them. We know God listens to the prayers of His people, and we appreciate you partnering with us in this way. Thanks for joining us today. We encourage you to take the things you're learning in this study and apply them in your daily life. In our next edition, Pastor Dan will continue teaching verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, here on Ring of Truth. signs and I recognize her.